Hey everyone, it's me Shimon and welcome to episode 14 of yet another tech podcast. This week I'm joined by Jules Wong from Android Police. We'll be discussing about the following topics. Dual SIM smartphones having different configurations like having physical SIM plus eSIM. We'll also be talking about mobile network providers, cloud gaming, Google Stadia, Shadow and much much more. So what are you waiting for? Hop along the ride. It's going to be amazing. So this is yet another tech podcast yes. in which we talk about meteorology yeah. <laughs> and climate. Okay, so for those who don't know about you, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Jules Wong, uh, at Point Jules on Twitter. I've been writing on the mobile industry for about five years now. Uh, used to be at Pocket Now for the past four plus, and uh, I'm now at Android Police. Uh, very new there, still getting used to things, and I'm just uh, happy that you invited me on, man. Sweet. Okay, so let's talk about your daily driver right now. Although I know about it, why don't you tell like which device you're using right now? I have two of them. Uh, I switch between them okay. very often. So, I have uh, the Pixel 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm showing this to the camera. Let do left. <laughs> you're probably wondering why I'm staring at you so intently right now. It's because you're editing this, and uh, <laughs> you're going to put it on YouTube, yeah. and I'm just going to stare into your eyes. Like, uh, anyways, uh, and so Pixel Two with a live case of a photo I took of a like a like a experimental artsy sign. Uh, it's like a multi-layered pain thing. I don't know what it is. Uh, and then you have the LG V40 ThinQ, which I do not enjoy using. For what, for uh, what reason, though? What exact reason? So the thing is, is that this is my home number. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll call, I call it my home number. And this is my Project Phi. So Sprint, Project Phi. Um, Sprint, not really the best network to be using. Um <laughs> But I do anyways because it's cheap, although I did take them up on their, what is it, the $90, $95 plan for 50 gigabytes of unlimited uh, speed uh, mobile hotspot. And that's pretty much it. Unlimited speed? <laughs> what does or, that mean? There has to be a catch. When it, when it, <laughs> when it means you're on Sprint, everything's the catch. <laughs> So, what is the speed threshold? Like, something which you can achieve? It's, uh, I mean, it's really spotty. Uh, but it's more, you know, it's more mediocre. And, like, the good places that stand out, they really stand out to you. And if that's the case, where you're used to just crappy service all along. I mean, in most places, you know, I I can suffice with, like, 10 to 15, 25 even sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, on both the down and up. And then, you know, places where you wouldn't really expect it, like LaGuardia Airport in New York, <laughs> where I sit down and do my work, and all of a sudden I see, oh, hey, 90, 100. Wow. Uh, okay, sure, why not? And I think Sprint judiciously picks its uh, its, its uh, fights, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, when it comes to upgrading their cells and towers and making sure that these ones are uh, the best that you can get. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And, I mean, and how much are you paying for the Sprint plan, approximately? I think I'm paying 90 on the base service. Uh, I'm still paying the freaking uh, $40? $40 a month for the device. And I'm only into month five, so I have like 18 months left uh, on that, which is not really a pleasant thought. <laughs> and I have it's chipped, like the the, the I dropped it early on. No, all right. <laughs> um, I lost the unit. I lost it uh, early on, and uh, thank goodness I had protection. I like I bought into like the. $20 per month plan, which it really shouldn't be $20 per month, but okay. <laughs> and I, but, but, you know, I, and I lost it in the most stupid way. Like it fell out of my pants pocket and, uh, while I was on the subway and I didn't realize until my Bluetooth connection from my earbuds cut out. Nice. So lost that. I had to pay a $275 
deductible oh. to get a new unit. And this, since then, like this, um, this has taken a few falls. Uh, and I'm going to try and clear away as many of these uh, notifications as possible because I want you to see the screen, but not necessarily <laughs> the stuff I have on it. Um, it, I don't know how much you can tell, but it's, uh, you, you can probably see in the corners here that, uh, there's a hairline crack, which I'm fine with for the most part, but then there's chipping, like the, a piece of glass actually flew out from one of the corners. So oh, God. what would have been a $29 screen replacement is now another $275 in deductibles because you have to replace the whole unit oh, when geez. it comes to... I, dude, I, I don't like this carrier, this carrier stuff in US. This whole convoluted I don't scheme. like it. Uh. I, it sucks. I, I admit it. Um, I've been... Like the time that I, I came back from uh, Barcelona, um, I had a stopover in uh, London, London Gatwick, mm -hmm. and I bought a U, uh, EU plan. You know, every... Since they were... They're still part of the EU, still. I don't know when this this is going to be released, but, you know, at the MWC time and at this current time, they're still part of the EU, and therefore their carriers have to uh, supply uh, data throughout the EU. It's the same rate, and I was able to purchase 36 gigabytes uh, to use in a month for... How much was it? I think it was $50 US. Um, which is great. I could have paid a couple more dollars for unlimited, but even like I found it, I'm still str I pretty much bought too much. <laughs> I, uh, I found it very hard to use it all. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been very fun using that. And, um, I, I wish it would be a much better situation in the U S <laughs> okay, here, here's something interesting. So I'm paying um, exactly $5 <laughs> per month. Uh, sorry, I'm paying for three months. $5 for three months, which gives me 1.5 GB of 4G data every day and uh, unlimited calls, unlimited SMSs. How cool is that? $5 for three months. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I think I might blow through a gigabyte and a half. Uh, in, you know, on any one day just because of the work I do and, you know, whatever mm -hmm. I need to do out there. But then it's unlimited, but you know, like once it, you uh, deplete your 1.5 GB of data, you also have unlimited data, but then you, the speed is capped at 1 Mbps. W 1 megabit per second. Yeah, correct. That's much, much better than 128k kilos oh, dude, or 256 bad. kilos. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> that's the limit that all the U.S. carriers set. Uh, over here Jeez. when it comes to 2G or I think in some cases like if you ha if you roam or something like like the one of the limits for one of the carriers is something like 64 GPRS <laughs> yeah yeah but even then like or they don't but it's not even yeah it would have to be through GPRS yeah <laughs> damn uh, <laughs> it's bad <laughs> It's pretty bad. Uh, I do enjoy using Project Fi on my Pixel 2 just because it's um, it's it's just simple uh, and the network is a little bit more robust. Mm -hmm. Primarily, it's on T-Mobile, so mm -hmm. it, and you know even though it has the Sprint US cellular names on it, it's using T-Mobile's network. That's pretty much it, <laughs> and. Uh, because that's where the best signals are, best speeds and whatnot. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it works a charm. Mm -hmm. And it works all over the place. It works overseas. Mm -hmm. The one reason why I had to get a European SIM is because I forgot this at home. I left this, like, I dropped this uh, somewhere and I couldn't fi figure out where it was. Turns out it was under my bed. Wow. So How, Wait a second. How did it reach under the bed? <laughs> How? like I left it charging and so I actually still live with my with my uh, family mm -hmm. this is a shared bedroom uh, I sleep over on this side and my brother sleeps on this side and I had everything charging on my side because you know I was in the rush to get everything prepared for Barcelona mm -hmm. and there was this one open port that my brother let me use uh, and uh, so I charged my uh, pixel with it and it, like, I 
thought, uh, but like I was so much in a rush that I thought I had put my Pixel in my backpack. <laughs> Turns out I didn't. It was still charging over there, and in fact had uh, dropped off the charger at some point Oof. and was and spent some time under his bed until I found it again. Hey, on the plus side, at least you found it. So that's great. On the plus side, I, I, I did. On the minus side, I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to... Uh, use fine over there and not have to worry about <laughs> stuff. Okay, correct me if, if I'm wrong. Um, Project Fi is based on eSIM. Uh, it it does have an eSIM component to you uh, to it, uh, and that's mostly Pixel side. Uh, I do have a physical SIM still. Okay. Uh, you can request it uh, for your phone, uh, but if you're using a Pixel, then you can use eSIM. Okay. So recently, I, I like I reached out to. Uh, someone in the Pixel team recently talking about dual SIM capability on Pixel 3, just like iPhone 10 and 10s, where you can have one physical SIM and one eSIM, so technically a dual SIM experience. Yeah, so they, is, they've is, been talking about that on uh, Android Q recently. Uh, XDA doing apparently it works in Android Pie as well. Really? Yeah, but hmm. I couldn't test it because I had to return my Pixel 3, so now I'm like, hey. I don't have Pixel 3 anymore. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it possible in US? Like, I know you folks don't use dual SIM devices per se. You don't even have dual yeah. SIM devices, I guess. They're, yeah. It, it's not really much of a thing. Uh, if you buy a Sony phone around here, which is an unlocked phone, it, and they do make them available in the US, <laughs> uh, they do have dual SIM slots. Uh, I forget. I've never... I haven't touched an iPhone in a long time around here, so mm -hmm. I... For, I think the uh, U.S. iPhones are still um, like they have a SKU that only does one physical SIM slot for for those. Yeah, same phones. same in India, but the fact that you can yeah. have one physical SIM and one eSIM. So yeah, that's and, the, and the one physical SIM. Yeah, that's kind of the the hot thing, and um, yeah, I mean so so much utility of that. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't have to take as much space inside the device so that you can pack in whatever other feature that you consider very useful and what <laughs> consumers consider useless um, into the device, and uh, you get two phones uh, phone numbers in one, so that you don't have to worry about having to juggle around several devices to match your phone numbers. That's what I do. Like I use one SIM for calling specifically and the other one for mobile data that's all i forget sometimes which phone numbers i have for what uh, which accounts i have to put down my <laughs> phone number on <laughs> so that really sucks sometimes when i like, i don't want to carry both of these phones around um, same man. i don't want to carry two phones i just want to carry one phone i'm not i'm not a captain or anything i'm just uh, <laughs> i'm just a private only michael so, can pull that off <laughs> yeah between that and his LD West holsters, which I hope he's still wearing, for God's sakes, pick up the phone, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get lunch with you, and you keep denying me because you're so busy going to Paris to get that freaking Huawei P30. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? You don't need that Huawei P30. You need to get some fried chicken or something. Ooh. I have a place. Fried chicken. Let's go. I need some fried chicken as well. Although I just had dinner, but uh, still, yeah. always up for fried chicken. We all, we all need fried chicken, man. Yeah. Be it from Korea or Japan or Taiwan or from the good old South. <laughs> I forgot which particular fried chicken Hayato showed me, but I think it was from um, somewhere. Sorry, I can't recollect now, but that looked really, really nice. What, was it from uh, Indiana? Most probably, I guess. Mm -hmm. That looked nice, at least. I probably, I still need to visit them at their new house. It's uh, long overdue. His his room looked yeah. nice, although a mm -hmm. bit echoey. But yeah, it looked nice. Hey, I mean, what's uh, well, you can get some soundproofing and that can be fixed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he was talking about like, hey, what what should I put in my room? Like a bean. I saw some bean bag, and he's like, nope, <laughs> no bean bags no. in my office. Okay. <laughs> well then, put the bean bags on the seal on like the the walls so that they can dampen the sound, and uh, therefore you can play your guitar in peace. That's the perfect solution. That? That's the perfect solution. Yeah. 
<sighs> so you know you just you just brought up Huawei P30. So might as well just talk about it. Oh man, do I have to talk about it? <laughs> yes, yes, you have to. So just a quick oh, impression. What do you think man. about the Pro version? Let's not talk about the normal one. What do you think about the Pro? Oh, I, no, no, I, I, I prefer, I much prefer the three times zoom to the five times zoom. Man, don't you know? It's, it's, the, it's the hip number three, three times. You don't need ten or fifty or, or a mega gazillion. Yeah. You just need three, and uh, that's it. Um, how much are you supposed to pay for? It? Like the, the, isn't the P thirty, uh, just like the regular one starting at twelve hundred euros? I'm just spouting things. It's, there was one of them that started at 1200 mm-hmm. uh, And I hope it's the P30 Pro, because that would make some sort of sense. But, you know, uh, that's love. Let me check. P30 starts at 800 Wait. euros. Okay. P30 Pro starts at 1,000 euros. Hmm. Oh, 1,000 euros. Hmm. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. Correct. In this day and age... Yes. <laughs> I wish it were another day and age, but we're in this day and age. Yeah. <sighs> so what do you think about the four cameras on the back? It's pretty interesting. Pixel so, has one camera. iPhone has two cameras. LG has three cameras. Huawei and Leica have proven four. their clout and their kind of utility in terms of what they can do with all of those cameras and what processing they can apply to all those cameras so that you you know the glass has to be great the the sensor has to be tuned correctly and um it, it just so happens that a lot of people like the processing that uh, they've done it's more in terms of noise as far as i i'm concerned i do like uh luminance noise better than you know, ratchety color noise, banding, yeah. BS, <laughs> True. you know, that kind of thing. So in terms of that, like, a, the, you know, lots of aesthetics are going in to make the right product, at least for stills. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would hope that their video game comes out much better this generation. I saw some samples. Um, the video looks really nice, especially the stabilization really? part. Yeah. Can the can they keep up with the frame rate? Because that has always been the problem. Yeah, I s- whose video did I see? Uh, someone posted on Twitter, and I could particularly see frame drops, like every f- fifteen seconds or so. I could see some frame drops for like two three seconds. That was really odd. Otherwise, the video looked uh, really uh, nice. On the on the P thirty. Yeah, Pro? yeah, P thirty. Wow, Pro. that's uh, that's still somewhat disappointing. So mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I mean, well, most of us use it for use our phones for photos, anyways. I don't think uh, a missing frame or two, like you're not. It, it, see, I, I struggle to find out, figure out who this phone is for, mm-hmm. because Huawei does have the mass appeal going for it, and this is one of their flagship series, and they want people, a lot of people, to buy it. Yeah, and um, I found the tweet. It was by David. You found the tweet, and I, I didn't catch. I, so I have to pull out the thing on Hangouts and show the messages. And um, you know, that's that's great. How Thank intuitive for this intuitive, <laughs> intuitive UI. The the redirect notice. The previous page is sending you to blah blah blah. Hey, it's David Immel from Android Authority. I love you, man. Um, He's amazing. Da, da, da. Okay, there we go. That's the video. That's Sherlyn. That's someone else. I don't see anyone else. Oh, no. That's not Sherlyn. That's Che. Isn't that Che? Yeah. I think so. So uh, you, you do see the frame drops, right? It's choppy and then it... Wow. That's bad. Oh, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> oh, I wanted, you, I wanted to like you so much. I, I've won I my money back. <laughs> Even though I haven't spent it, well, I want my money back. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a thousand euro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think. No, I I just can't. It, like, if you're using this to capture memories, and I think a lot of people will use video at some points, especially at those family events, uh, just to cap, and maybe even sports. Like, if you're you know taking your kids out to. Uh, the big soccer game or whatever the heck mm-hmm. and uh, you're trying to capture that that's um, 
That's not the recommend. That's not recommended. <laughs> You're like, why? Why is my gut so choppy? Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, and the rest of it, I think, is kind of a wash because it's the same sort of Huawei stuff that we've seen year to year. Uh, we can always talk about their efforts to screw around with the file system so that it can be faster. Uh, and, you know, Im- this year they're promising, what, 18 months yeah. of uh, s- speed upkeep wherein, you know, if your phone does slows down over time, what is that supposed to mean? What metrics are you, us- are you using? What It's unicorn magic, what? don't you know? Pure unicorn magic. <laughs> I feel I feel like that's a that's a phone out there that we haven't discussed yet. Unicorn magic. The uni no, it's Unicorn Magic oh, Pro. <laughs> the Unicorn Magic Pro, but but also you back back when um, Micromax had that thing going on. Oh, oh. <laughs> damn! That was a nice throwback. <laughs> uh, oh damn! Man, even they well, even they disappeared, man. Thanos snapped and they disappeared. (laughs) And this podcast will only get sadder and sadder as we go along. Sad trombone. (laughs) Okay. Enough of that. Um, What do you think about the colors? Like, um, they're like always bringing out new colors and all. What do you think about the breathing crystal? I'm not gonna look at it. I'm just like it's it's there. It's just there. You're the one. That's it. You, you're one of those who covers their phone, right? In cases and all, you don't look at your phone. Man. No. What a bummer. I don't use no. cases or screen protectors at all. No. No. It's, uh, it's not my thing. Because you're, it's because you're clumsy and you're like always very careful that you, you might drop your phone. Is that what it is? I drop it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> might as well just protect it. Um... No. <laughs> nah. Not happening. I'm fine. Uh, you're good. Because the more I add on to the phone, the more likely it is that I'll drop it. And I've had some some issues with uh, the protective qualities of the phone. Especially when... It, like, so, I, like, I get on and off the bus a lot, and that's when, like, the most... The action-packed kind of um, <laughs> events that Barker. you can do to your phone, mm-hmm. because sometimes the do- doors open as it stops, and you, you get a little bit of uh, deceleration, but still going at a pretty flat, fast clip. And that's when the, the the worst of it can happen. You know, like that's the most damage. That's the most you know triple su- uh, windmill super flips that you can do. And physics how, how many with juice. Touch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know where that gif of the woman with, like, the blonde Mad. woman that's staring <laughs> at numbers and that. That's perfect. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, I would like to know. Uh, I should probably go to know your mean for that. But uh, in any case, like, or even worse, like, I was biking once in the middle of the city, and right, and I was in a shared bike bus lane, and it just so happened that uh, my HTC One M8s Harman Kardon edition, which is a good chunk. It's it's much heavier than the original M8. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it fell down to the freaking pavement. That was a lovely event. I wish it didn't happen. Ouch. Um, it survived pretty... It survived, and I think the screen made it. It's just... Man, that was like the most anxiety-ridden kind of uh, few seconds that... <laughs> I had to deal with in a while. Even my M8, you know, was damaged a lot. A friend of mine, I just gave gave him the phone, like, "Hey, look, it's the new M8," and he just dropped it on the fo- uh, on the road, and it was dinged pretty badly. Like, the screen was fine, mm. only the metal body was dinged a lot. Yeah, the, I, and you know, it, that also, you know, attests to the resiliency of metal, mm, yeah. and you know, that's a good, it's probably a good choice for building things such as phones but unfortunately when it comes to signal strength and uh, reception it's not really the best thing so compromises compromises am I right who wants metal when you have glass. shiny ass glass over here oh. 
shiny ass glass. <laughs> yes. Look at that sheen. Look at that shiny, mm. shiny glass. Man, glass. I hate glass. I wish it didn't exist. But <laughs> I'm just that's just, it's just it's a standard statement. Like this all this should be diamonds. This should be diamond painted. Mm -hmm. That should be a diamond lens yeah. in my camera over there. That would be so affordable. Um, it would. Well, especially because considering the freaking diamond market is over is hyperinflated because it's artificially mm -hmm. uh, held that way by jewelers because they want to make money off of the diamonds when in fact you know it's just carbon <laughs> and you can replicate you know diamonds pretty cheaply mm -hmm. but it's it's just one of those stupid capitalism business things that um, gets in the way of real progress <laughs> Yeah. Talking about progress, are you excited about cloud gaming? Are we t are we talking about Stadia and or Apple Arcade? Well, those two things are really different from each other, but still, I have not caught up on Apple Arcade at all. I like I wasn't able to pay attention to Apple because that was my first day at the police. Uh, so you were policing around, uh, so you didn't get the time. Yeah, I was on the beat for something else. <laughs> so that was not my territory, and I couldn't step into it. That was where the Apple gang mm -hmm. was uh, enforcing its boundaries. So yeah, that even was so boring. <laughs> it was. I, I think it was 11.30. Yeah. I'm glad I missed out on it. You didn't miss out much. You just missed out their services. It was like, insert a name here and then add a plus sign. Apple News Plus. Apple TV Plus. Something like that. Well, it's boring, but it's necessary in the eyes of the market because hardware is at its... Um, peak. Saturation. Exactly. It's peak. And whatever you do with it, it's just upgrades, and who knows how many of them uh, uh, will remain eligible, uh, especially when... Uh, it's just amazing how many friends I have that have not upgraded their phones in over three or even four years. Same. I think one of my friends has a uh, Galaxy S4. Oh, damn. That's like five years, yeah. I guess? Has to be mm -hmm. five years. And he just says it's still it's still working out for him, even though he has to carry a power bank wherever he goes. He's willing to live with it because it, it just doesn't really find that much more um, that he could want out of a new phone. Damn. <sighs> I know. Oh, God. It sucks. That's painful. Um, S4 came with around M8, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It came with the M8. Or was it the M4? Uh, S5. Um, hmm. Wait, M7 came alongside S4, and then M8 was yeah. alongside S5. The Band-Aid phone. <laughs> the Band-Aid phone, man. The, the, the phone only a mother could love. <laughs> if, only, if, it, if only it weren't... If it wasn't the first real mainstream phone with IP68 water protection, but or and dust, but water. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So talking about Apple Arcade, so it's like um, console exclusivity, like you have PlayStation exclusives. So Apple Arcade is like a consortium of game indie game developers, which will own, which were only developing games for iOS. That's what Apple Arcade is, and you pay That's it. monthly for that service. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Well, who have they... Uh, I know Blizzard came on stage, I think. Didn't they? Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, they, they have enough clout. They have enough big stuff. They have, like, all the big franchises. I don't know what um, they would want to do if they... Because even with iOS, it's it can be pretty limiting uh, quite often mm -hmm. because a lot of the bases in the U.S., and then the rest of internationally, mm. the only other places that have like any real uh, contingencies are maybe uh, Japan and less so China these days. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, it's going to be a real kind of um, grumble for them if they have to, in, in terms of what they have to serve mm -hmm. for their markets. Also, um, also, what I think is it, like the third-party developers 
you know they have to share revenue with apple which is like 30% cut if i recall correctly and that you know that's that's their that's their motive and it's disappointing but it's expected mm-hmm. and so that's um, why they're like okay it's a very but it's a very exclusive audience and they they have the highest arpus so <laughs> you can you know hey there's that it's it, and it's yours for the taking but i don't know how you want to weigh that against every because you can't really like you know, i think as much as sony wants to perpetuate the console wars it's just not a thing anymore is it at least for playstation it is because the type of the quality of games that you get at playstation xbox doesn't have it they only have like halo gears of war nothing else yeah and then that's true let's not even count but crackdown 3 which looks like a ps2 era game but they, you know, I think you know each console has you know different you know appeals to them. You, again, True. Nintendo's has plenty of franchises, and mm-hmm. uh, I think the AAA's really shine their best on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but then there's Xbox, which I, I know people consider to be like a wasteland of twelve-year-olds that play COD every day or whatever other battle royale Fortnite. game of. Uh, Du jour <laughs> that you can play in there, but it's very useful. It's uh, and it's a good entry point. I feel like it, it, it gets people into the arena, and um, you know, it's just a it's just a workhorse. I think for a lot of at least American families, they're even going so, to uh, drop the price point even further. So they're introducing an all digital edition of Xbox One S, no disc drives, mm, nothing, all digital. Hooray! That's uh. <laughs> That's that's great, I guess. <laughs> I, it, you know, because I download less money. To I download games anyways. I don't use physical discs at all. How much space are they gonna put on that? Um, one TV. One, one TV by default, I guess. And how much will it cost? Like a hundred bucks? Uh, one ninety nine, <laughs> if I recall. Okay. What's that's, what's that's what's the current point. price point of one S? Let me just check. I, I, I'm not paying attention. I don't have any of those consoles. The, the most recent one I bought was the Switch, which uh, I left to my brother because he games more and I don't because I'm a boring person. <laughs> I'm a boring and sad person. Um, but yeah, um, Xbox One X. This S, no. S. One. Oh, it's two ninety nine right now. So yeah, the discless is rumored to come at 199 or so which is well that's a good haircut hmm yeah huh. not bad yeah that's a i mean yeah especially when we're trying to de-emphasize um you know the burdens of having to deal with it, you know entering this space into with great hardware that costs thousands of dollars so mm-hmm. here's where we transition and talk about Things like Stadia, yes, cloud gaming. Perfect segue. <laughs> yeah, I th- I felt like that was needed yes. in terms of um, just introducing the thing, and I know people already kind of get it, but uh, I think we included a whole bunch of counterpoints in there, just a little sprinkles, because it's still. I mean, we're still at the point where you know, it's you, you have your ways of getting into the game, and you you have ownership of your uh, all your hardware i guess mm-hmm. uh, and but i feel like you know they, they've they already locked down a whole bunch of software a lot of drm has been happening mm-hmm. so if you're if you conform to those uh, to that fact then uh you shouldn't have to worry too much about the that aspect of cloud streamed games yeah Because people are concerned. They're like, oh, you don't own your games anymore. And that's a similar argument people made when Netflix came around. They were like, oh, you don't own your movies anymore. But hey, people are fine with it. I think one of the Tony Hawk games, Tony Hawk, I think it was like Pro 3 or something like that for um, the X. Well, I think it's just, it was just like they were having so much trouble developing for the game. Uh, It was like so rushed out because they had like a 15 year license or something. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that um, they hadn't used the license in all those 15 years until it was like, oh, hey, we have to rush out something. <laughs> and um, basically, it was just so rushed out, it was so horrible, the game was, that 
they uh, decided to launch, uh, you know, launch the game with a disc, continue work on it, and then basically by the time it actually the first disc got sold, um, you know, everyone had a 7.5 gigabyte um, di- um, update waiting for them. <laughs> like that was the game. The update was the game, pretty much. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Because it was just so bad. It has to be yeah. above 4, because I remember playing Tony Hawk's Skater 4 on PS2. And I'm pretty sure mm. game updates weren't a thing on PS2. <laughs> okay. I, I have no idea, but I, I watched Larry Bundy Jr. and uh, uh, all those other little gaming uh, kind of nostalgia sites for the trivia factor. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, you don't own your games... They're the property of the game companies, um, and you're you're basically you've always really have bought the rights to play on them. Now, some of you who have been copying um, uh, ZX Spectrum cassettes will um, take issue with that, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I mean, I mean that's okay, but. Yeah, at this point, it's just it's all digital, and uh, I don't think that part of the equation is relevant. And besides, game developers should be paid what they're worth, and they are worth a lot. Yes, so. yes, indeed. In terms of in terms of the medium itself, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I because theoretically, if you're talking about multiplayer. Those like Google Stadia has you know rely, is going to rely on all of uh, Google servers around the world to handle that mm-hmm. in terms of streaming down the vision uh, and uh, also coordinating multiplayer uh, servers, mm-hmm. which theoretically you could just host it on one big server or something. Like that. I don't know. Yeah, what that's what that's on. what they said. Like instead of having like in current battle royale games, you have like. 100 players at once, so 100 instances, they said they can, you know, expand it to like 1,000 players or even more because everything will yeah. be centralized in one server close to each other. So that'll be like Basically, easier. every game will be a local area network game. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to the old eras. Local, yeah. local co-op it's just, games. It's, it's just going to be the fact that depending on your internet connection, you might be having a shittier time with your um, game than other people. And I think that's, that's really important to think about. 4K HDR content with surround sound and what was the one thing I'm missing out? Um, 4K HDR Dolby surround Atmos. sound. Dolby Atmos, that's right. <laughs> Hashtag trademark. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's their kind of benchmark that they want to push as like the top tier for those who can afford the internet connection and like are fortunate enough to be living in an area that has that connection as well as proximity to um, you know the server or where, like whatever latency factors that that can be reduced, mm-hmm. basically. If I recall and, correctly, um, they mentioned you need a 15 Mbps connection, but I doubt it will be smooth on 15 Mbps. Uh, I feel like that would be a good 720p kind of uh, or, thing. Or maybe they coded for 1080p. 1080p? 10 that See, 1080p, um, I feel, because I think it's 8 megabits per second if you're talking about a you know, decently compressed kind of mm-hmm. you know, good 1080p stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you would have a lot of headroom uh, to, you know, add whatever tags or whatever data that you would like to do so. It's, um, uh, I, I feel like that's going to be okay, but even then, it's just, again, the latency, you're not just talking about the, you know, pressing your controller, your Stadia controller, especially, Stadia the, you know, well, it's, yes. it does doesn't have to be a Stadia controller. I think Xbox controller is uh, acceptable. Yeah, but then but, it, but then it connects to your client device, and then it connects to the host server, whereas the Stadia controller connects directly to the host server. I'd be interested to see how that works, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, like. <sighs> so considering the Stadia controller connects directly to the host server, that cuts down the latency. That's pretty it interesting. Should. Yeah. 
It is. Um, it's just uh, I, I, I don't remember who did the the trial while they were at the Stadia event. Uh, but I did see something where it was like um, they, they actually tested it out and it turned out the latency was something like 16 hundredths of a second or about 10 frames out of 60 FPS. So one out of every six frames you're missing out on perhaps. Uh, or it's just... Uh, mm. I think it was Digital Foundry. Yeah. Digital Foundry? Yeah, yeah, it I sounds think, like yeah. They, their you know in-depth comparisons and all are really nice i always follow them for graphical comparisons and all their deep dives are good yeah <laughs> since we're talking about I, google stadia are you aware of shadow i'm not okay so they're another gaming as a service provider similar to google stadia and they've been doing it for like past two years i guess hmm. And uh, what do they like? What what games do they? Have? Are, is it all original? No, so it's it's literally like you're getting a PC for the money, your own little virtual PC, and then mm -hmm. you can log into your Steam account and play whichever games you want. So you're not paying for the game; you're paying for the system. You're paying for the system, and do they offer like different systems at different prices? So that if I recall correctly, yes, you do get tiers like maybe you can get 720p 30fps 1080p 60fps and i don't think they have 4k but yeah they have at least two tiers wow so I, I don't see that's really hard to do on a small scale like that because you what you end up running is a boutique service mm -hmm. and you're to you know you're taxing all unless you have other investments unless you're not you know unless you're the size of Google, then it's re it becomes really unaffordable really fast. So I'd be interested to see who's backing them. And I'm also wondering how if anyone has used Steam Link, uh, just the local Wi-Fi thing, and whether or not that works out pretty well. Because I did try it like a um, few months ago. It was fine-ish. Ish. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fine. Like if I'm pl well, playing, like, yeah. It didn't lag too much. Yeah, it didn't lag too much. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't bad. See, I don't know how to feel um, in terms of how much lag am I willing to accept and whether or not that's going to be a factor in terms of the critical discourse of games. Like, do we have to start talking about, <laughs> you know, how much of a load uh, this would place on a server and the end results to the end users? Like... That's, um, I don't know. So, it, it, that's going to be hard to quantify. I was checking their Reddit, and the whole audience is pretty much divided into two groups. One of them being super pissed at Shadow, like, hey, I bought a Shadow subscription, and it's not working. The PC is unresponsive and all. And then there are others who are maybe close to the servers and all, and they're happy, like, hey, this works perfectly fine. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, having a virtual computer to do whatever you want with it as opposed to like just enterprise base level uh tasks for the work that you need to do like that's that's pretty cool and uh, you know more people should be able to take advantage of that i feel like um but you know if you're trying if you're doing it for the express purpose of gaming of you know having access to you know high octane gaming <laughs> And it doesn't, um, you know, they, they aren't able to shell out for the best internet service on their end. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm talking about Shadow. If, they're, if they aren't able to, uh, you know, get the best internet service that they can, um, I feel like that's duping the consumer as part of the pack. Because you're offering everything to them. It's not just... The, you know the the hardware but also like the means to get into the hardware and if you're if and if your marketing is all about oh hey games 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 then i feel like that needs to be a critical component the internet connection and then they're pretty serious about it like they even sponsored linus to cover their whole facility and all that was pretty hey. interesting like i might have seen a thumbnail or two about that mm-hmm me being a cloud computing student, I'm done with Wait, college. Wait, hold on. Sorry, I forget. Didn't he cover a place where they just used Mac Minis? I think I saw that video around the time of, uh, after they uh, announced the 
Mac Mini upgrade. Hmm. He is using a Mac Mini to control his NAS, like his whole uh, storage solution. I think for controlling mm. those files, he's using Mac Mini, if I recall correctly. But he went down to like a you know place in Vancouver or something. Not Vancouver, probably in I, somewhere in the U.S. Somewhere on planet Earth. Yeah, where it, they yeah they used exclu- exclusively Mac Minis for those. Man. I've never run a server in my life. I, I really need to try that out sometime. <laughs> I'm all for cloud storage and all, because that's great. So which one specifically do you use? Dropbox, Google Drive, or OneDrive? Yeah, mostly Drive. I have a Google One account for two terabytes. Pay 10 bucks a month. Hmm, that's nice. Yeah, it's neat. And um, it's a little sad, because after that... You have to jump up to a hundred bucks a month and ten terabytes, and there's no in between. There needs to be more in between. Google, <laughs> you, got, you gotta give us some, you know, fifty dollar, twenty five dollar, twenty something like that. How, how much have you filled up out of the two TVs? Uh, let's three hundred fifty gigs, or about sixteen percent. Hey, so. Might, you might as well just downgrade your plan. Like, you're not even using the full potential and you're paying more. Uh, I, I like paying. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just flex on you, little kids. I like paying. Yeah. <laughs> I like paying. I like, I like doing... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but I don't necessarily want to have to think about just dropping a terabyte into my drive whenever I, you know, the need happens to surface. Oh, let so. me just transfer one TV of data from one device to another. <laughs> Throw it on the Google exactly. Drive. <laughs> and store it and, and do it through the internet, which is still not really uh, dependable enough to, like, you know, carry on a terabyte of data like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, hold up, mm. I'm uploading the data, and now I'm downloading it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, it's nice. I mean, it's just nice to have, I think. It's just nice to think about, you know, in ca- just in case. So, currently, I'm on the 100 GB plan. But hear me out. I'm only using it for my Google Photos and some uh, documents which I want to access from each of my device. And for everything else, okay. everything is stored locally on my hard disk. Which, if it mm. crashes, I'm screwed. <laughs> so, I am looking yeah. forward to, like maybe upgrade it in future and then offload everything to the cloud. But for now, I'm keeping it exclusively for Google Photos and some documents. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, upload a few uh, executables. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just in case. I feel like that, that could be useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because uh, that's all you need. You don't need a disk or anything. You just need the .exes or .trgs uh, mm-hmm. or whatever you happen to use <laughs> definitely not a virus <laughs> dot exe <laughs> uh, it's it's just a dolphin yeah <laughs> dot exe a friendly little dolphin how's the experience been with the mirrorless camera because i've been uh, contemplating to switch i i just use it to shoot <laughs> it's it's that simple for me i'm a very simple guy i'm a very understated guy and um, and i use a mirrorless uh, because DSLR is for dweebs. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I'm just... Um, but no, I'm just... Uh, I mean, for me, it's uh, about what the moments I can capture. And uh, for me, that's 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 more in the moment as opposed to something that I can set up mm-hmm. uh, with meticulous fashion and just plan it out and plan everything out and all right, what what do I have to use for uh, my flash setup? What do I have to use for um, a different lens? Or mm. should I go full frame? Or should I just, you know, sod it? And see, those are the types of things that I don't want to have to think about. Mm-hmm. I just want to go out there. Point and shoot. Uh, take a few. Point and shoot. <laughs> yeah. In which case, I mean. You got, you got this camera point. recently, right? If I recall correctly. Yeah. I got it off of uh, Marco Hanna for 800 bucks. New mint in box. Nice. So, which camera were you using before that? 
the A5100, which should still be here. Oh. Uh, so you were literally using mirrorless cameras. That's nice. Yeah. That's the only thing I really have been using since 2011. Uh, I bought the Nikon 1 J1. Oh. Uh, J1 was a different one. The first gen. Yeah, the first gen. The first generation. Yeah, and it was a... Uh, the sensor size was something weird. It was like... Um, I forget, man. It was like a eighth of an inch or something. No, a third or something. Mm. I forget. But it was something <sighs> of a unicorn back then. Yeah, it, it, I kept it around for way too long. I only recently, in the past two years, upgraded to the A5100, which itself was like three or four years old by the time I bought it. Okay. And this is about three years old at this point. So, uh, oh, freaking cameras, man. They don't really, um, they just don't depreciate, uh, apparently, on the market. You have to really just go out and do the eBay thing mm -hmm. if you're <laughs> looking for it. So, uh, are you using the kit lens or did you buy any, any other lenses? Um, so, I have one kit lens, which I don't use anymore, really. Um, it's, the, it's a 1650 and it has uh, power zoom, so you're, it's able to zoom electronically. Uh, but I've basically just taken another kit lens, but this is from the full frame. Oh. And considering this is a, a APS-C mm -hmm. sensor crop mm -hmm. sensor, so it, it basically you're just getting less of a picture than you would have with the full frame camera. But anyways... Um, this is a full frame lens, so technically, instead of 28 to 70, it's 42 to 105, and uh, that's a pretty. That's a pretty nice wide, lens. Yeah, that's a pretty wide area that you can work with. It, unfortunately, being it being a kit lens, it's variable aperture, mm -hmm. so three five to five six, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you have to deal with that. Uh, I do. I have been interested in getting a one prime lens. Dude, that's the best investment I've ever done. That yeah. It's absolutely so I'm exclusively using prime lens for the past two, three years. I'm not using zoom lenses. I'm only using prime lens. And that's working out great. It's for the better in my opinion. Like you move more, like if you have if you're shooting a subject you move closer and instead of you just being lazy and you know zooming into the subject you move back and forth and that's mm. better and you get shallowed up the field and more light into the sensor and all it's good see sometimes a lot of that is tough because you know my subjects are far away <laughs> and <laughs> you creep <laughs> no not that uh mountains oh. and hills and uh tall buildings mm -hmm. So that's that's something where if you want to zoom with your feet, you have to take an elevator. And at that point, why would you why? How would you get to the place where you just were? And like that, that would change the entire composition of the photo. So you dumb nut, like just get the right lens or like whatever. The, I, I don't know. Hey, like, here's where you get to flex your wallet. You get primes for different focal lengths. You get a wide prime then a telephoto prime and then. More and primes. Then you would have to deal with me, clumsy fingers, butter fingers, nuts, hands, <laughs> like having to switch those out in inconvenient places. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not really in the mood for that. Like, if ideally my setup would be one very reliable zoom lens and one prime lens. Um, one prime lens. Probably. 35mm. I made the mistake of buying the 50mm and considering mine is an APS-C sensor, so it crops to 75mm and oh boy, yeah. <laughs> it zooms in a lot. Yeah. But the yeah. prime lens is nice. Pretty it, nice. 75 would be a, a pretty good um, portrait lens. Territory for portraits. Yeah. yeah. And in which case I would be going for a 70 or maybe even an 85 um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I mean, as much work I do with, uh, it up close because 
your shooting tables with phones on them and you don't really have that much space to work with, you're really in need of either a uh, macro or a 14 Mm -hmm. or something like that, very pancake-y kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, that's really not my shooting interest. I really, if I ever have to, if I, if I like, force myself to buy uh, a close-up prime lens... I think I would really resent myself because I would only have to use it for work. And although it would not be you know, like too much to carry, well, maybe a macro lens, but if I, you know, if it's, it wouldn't be too much to carry, I would still think like, man, I'm not using this lens enough. And I would force myself to go out and take pictures with it. And then I would realize that, oh man, I am certainly not fit for shooting with this lens. <laughs> I kind of want to try the constant aperture one by Sigma, but it's super expensive. Yeah, how much is it? Uh, I forgot. So in in Indian price, like a thousand two hundred dollars. No, 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 no. It was around like eighty thousand rupees, if I recall correctly. Oh yeah, that's still that's still that's like that's. Let me just convert. That's fifteen hundred bucks, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's twelve hundred, approximately twelve. Twelve hundred, okay. Jeez. So I was right. It was twelve hundred. <laughs> One thousand two hundred. Oh, Asians are good at math. The obligatory statement. Oh, hey, look, look, look at that, look at that <laughs> model minority freaking stereotype that we want to perpetuate. Hey, Indians are are really good at fixing computers. You know that, and they also scam you at computers. <laughs> yeah. And Asians love cooking food. Okay, I'll stop. If something is wrong on your laptop, did you try rebooting it? It usually works. Have you turned it off and then... <laughs> Did you press that glowing button over on there? <laughs> again. Have you turned off your router and then turned it on again? <laughs> Did you blow some air into the cartridge? That would work. You must buy a cleaning set. You must do it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I used to watch... I, I, like, I saw some training videos from uh, the late 90s wherein... Um, places like you know it's it wasn't gamestop it was funko land and uh like they were really selling the freaking cleaning kits hard for the cartridges you know 25 bucks uh you should probably (laughs) clean it even every single time you use your console uh even though it does nothing and you're probably wearing out the contacts at the same time it's great that was a that was a good did they name the product thing placebo do. effect? That would have been the perfect name. The placebo effect. Oh man, that it's just what's what's this liquid full of what's this liquid called placebo? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I think that's another thing, but uh, we'll save that for after dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, it is after dark for you. Yeah. But not for me. The after after dark. Yeah. My my after dark would be uh, full of fernet. <laughs> I see. That's the that's the only form of alcohol that I will really tolerate. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So you're not it's, into it's like, like other forms of alcohol. I mean, I'll drink just to you know keep up, and um, I, I'm not really the type that gets drunk in a pleasant way. Um, <laughs> I'm more of a downer when I'm, you know, after I've had a few too many. So, I know, it's weird. But uh, I'm not the best drinking partner if uh, <laughs> if it comes down to that. <laughs> I think I've seen you and Hayato getting, like, sloshed. <laughs> and you're, like, posting pictures of each other. And, like, wow. Here, Here's the thing. That's, that's when I, you know, I'm caffeinated, not drunk. Uh, oh. So, it's the caffeine high. Um you and, you two were uh, definitely in a bar, if I recall correctly, and it was after dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, the, the thing is, is that uh, I could tell you more about it, but we'd have to take this off air. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the karaoke bar in Times Square is a, a, th- a story in of itself that has to be opened. <laughs> I did hear whispers about that story, but yeah. Mm. That was fun times. Fun times indeed. Mm-hmm. We have been rambling for about an hour now. Wow, 
time flies by yeah. quickly. Hour ten. Hour ten. Yeah, it's uh, it's the auspicious time out there. Okay, the, so the, the seventy minute mark. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. Uh, so where can we find you on the interwebs, Jules? Hell. <laughs> uh, you can find me. <laughs> Uh, at Point Jules on Twitter, as I've said, AndroidPolice.com. Uh, I should be writing some more soon. Um, and um, do you accept? Yeah. Do you accept carrier pigeons or maybe MySpace? Uh, MySpace, if it's before, if it's any content before 2016 uh, May, <laughs> then I'll accept it. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is in reference to, you should probably Google the news. Um, <laughs> yes, that was pretty unfortunate what happened there. But very sad, very sad. And um, otherwise, I think the only form of contact I accept is NFC. Great. <laughs> that is great. Just, you know, just forward me your business card details, NFC, yeah. automatically goes into my phone, o- that's it. Obligatory, save the planet. <laughs> yeah. Who needs to waste all that paper on um, yeah. uh, little cute logos? Yeah, when, and, when you can uh, just fit it with your phones and, you know, just trying to make out where the NFC coil is and then find out, like, hey, yeah. NFC wasn't turned on on the other device. See? Oh yeah, How so convenient. you have to go. Oh wait, it's not in your quick toggle, so that you have to go into the settings and turn it on manually, and uh, it's great. Yeah, especially if it's an iOS device, and like, oops, this is not happening an, today. <laughs> an iOS device. Uh, iOS. Uh, who calls it iOS? iOS. iOS. On that point, let's call it adios. Jeez. Adios. Oh, hey, dang. dang That's a that, good one. That, that was smooth. <laughs> hey, old MacDonald had a farm. Oh, no. It's the end of the episode. But hey, no worries. I'll be back next week. But hey, if you like this episode, let me know. Like, share, subscribe, do your thing. And if you have any comments, questions, or constructive criticism, you know, hit me up on Twitter. It's at ShimonIPS. That is S-H-I-M-O-N-I-P-S. And hey, let's have a discussion. Let's have a chat about everything under the sun. Alright folks, I'll catch you next week with another episode of yet another tech podcast. See ya!